Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Katherine Gordon. Today, the subject is my keto Valentine. Valentine's Day is coming up and it's another one of those holidays that tends to center around food. So on these holidays, I like to give my tips for keeping keto, keeping low carb, so you'll uh, continue to love yourself the day after Valentine's Day. Many people, and I know them and you probably know them too, are able to have special occasion foods. They can enjoy their candies or their chocolates or their champagne or whatever it happens to be, little goodies, little cupcakes, and come back the next day and just continue to eat normally and feel fine. One of the things that I've discovered 10 years in nutritional ketosis is that when I do slip and I come out of that wonderful nutritional ketosis state, I have a tendency to, I get swollen, bloated, achy joints, and my cravings come roaring back. So it just simply isn't worth it. So what I've done is develop a number of things that I like to do on these special occasions in order to celebrate, enjoy without falling off of the keto cart and undoing so much of the good that I have done in the weeks leading up to the holiday. When we think about Valentine's Day, it is about love and romance and togetherness and fun. If you have youngsters in your life, certainly you want to celebrate Valentine's Day with them, help them do, send their cards to their friends, and it may be that they might have some extra goodies around the house that they're going to enjoy. But one of the things that we find is that if we're following a ketogenic nutritional strategy, pulling out the sugar and the grains and the processed vegetable oils, the cravings simply go away. The reason it works is that the desire to overeat and the cravings for sugars and sweets and grains, if the cravings aren't there, the behavior changes and you stay in the ketogenic state. The only difficulty is, is that when we're surrounded by other people who seem to be thoroughly enjoying all of the goodies that they get to eat, there sometimes the thought process can begin that says, why not me? Why don't I get to eat and do these things as well? A little bit of self-pity can creep in. And so one of the things that you can do to prevent that is that you can arrange some celebratory foods that aren't going to knock you out of ketosis and deny you the benefits of that wonderful appetite management. And so the simple thing that I do on Valentine's Day is that I am going to seek out the highest quality of, of protein that I'm going to have, the highest quality of my low-carbohydrate above-ground vegetables, and then I'm going to make my Sugar Freedom chocolate mousse. So what I'm going to choose will be a beautiful either ribeye steak or filet mignon. And then my favorite above-ground vegetables are going to be, I like to combine roasted broccoli with roasted mushrooms and just, you know, using some fresh garlic, olive oil, salt and pepper, and the roasting in the oven. And I roast them at 400 degrees, 10 minutes, turn everything over, roast it another 10 minutes. And sometimes I'll add a little bit of onion. Onion is not an above ground vegetable, but if I don't do too much of it, it's still really tasty and delicious. My husband has also gone keto and so there we are together enjoying this dish. And then the other recipe that I make is my Sugar Freedom Chocolate Mousse. And it's incredibly simple. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up the recipe now. And so your Sugar Freedom Chocolate Mousse is made with one ripe avocado, a quarter cup of cocoa powder, 
10 drops of stevia or a quarter cup of xylitol. The stevia that I like to use, the liquid stevia, I like to use an English toffee stevia. It's really, really tasty, but you could also use a chocolate stevia. One ripe avocado, a quarter cup of cocoa powder, 10 drops of stevia. I like to use liquid stevia, chocolate flavor, or English toffee flavor, or a quarter cup of xylitol. And the xylitol needs to be um, US accessed, <laughs> not from China. Um, it's actually made from the bark of a tree, of all things. And it tends to work really well. The other thing that you can do that works really well is you can do some stevia and some xylitol. You could also use erythritol or swerve, totaling about a quarter cup for each avocado for this recipe. Then a quarter cup of cream or almond milk or coconut milk if you want to make this a vegan mousse, you can. Of course, I'm ketogenic, so not really going down that road. But if you wanted to, if you didn't want to do any dairy, you could use almond milk or coconut milk instead. But I'm going to use cream, heavy cream. And then one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Place all the ingredients in the bowl. Blend well with an electric hand mixer and then serve it chilled. Really delicious. Depending on your level of carbohydrate tolerance, you might be able to serve this with red raspberries, which would be really lovely. And you can even do some chopped nuts on top. I have find that I do better if I just leave the berries out. But once again, it really depends on your level of carbohydrate tolerance. And with years of experience in nutritional ketosis, I have discovered what my level is and you are going to discover yours. You may be fortunate enough to be able to have some low sugar fruits and that's fine. One of the things that I did notice is turned 54 last year, coming up on 55 and as I went past menopause, I had to pull back some of my servings of fruit in order to keep that wonderful appetite management that I get from the ketogenic diet. So there's that recipe and uh, you can also find that, I'll go ahead and put that in the notes at sugarfreedom.com slash blog. Now we're going to go on and move on to the book of the week. And the book of the week is The Obesity Code by Jason Fung, MD. He's a medical doctor specializing in helping people resolve diabetes and obesity. And he also is an advocate of fasting and a ketogenic diet. I wanna read you a little something from his book on hunger. There are two major, ap uh, I want to read you something from his book about caloric restriction and hunger. There are two major adaptations to caloric reduction. The first change is a dramatic reduction in total energy expenditure. The second key change is that the hormonal signals that stimulate hunger increase. The body is pleading with us to eat in order for it to regain the lost weight. Interestingly enough, one of the things that I have discovered from being in a ketogenic nutritional state is the reduction of hunger and cravings. But whenever I over-increase my carbohydrates, those cravings come back. And so I wanted to tell you about a study that looks at why that effect might be happening. And this study is Ketosis and Appetite Mediating Nutrients and Hormones After Weight Loss. And this is from the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And the authors are Sumithron, Pendergast, Delbridge, Purcell, Kikretos, and Proieto. And once again, sorry for slaughtering those names, but you can actually access this 
Uh, it's on PubMed and you can read the abstract. You can't read any more of it, but even just reading the abstract is very helpful because here is the conclusion of this abstract. Quote, the circulating concentrations of several hormones and nutrients, which influence appetite, were altered after weight loss induced by a ketogenic diet compared with after refeeding. The increase in circulating ghrelin and subjective appetite, which accompany dietary weight reduction, were mitigated when weight-reduced participants were ketotic. So let me expand on that. As we look at the study, what we see and what we what we may be experiencing, what is likely, is that when we lose weight on a traditional low-fat diet, ghrelin increases, many of the different appetite-controlling hormones, they have a powerful effect on us and they drive us to start overeating again. This is what I have experienced. But what's different about keto from this study is that on a ketogenic diet, we don't see the increases in ghrelin that create the overeating response. One of the reasons I want to share studies with you is that one of the interesting things about my mind, and you may find this as well, is that when I know the scientific evidence for why my appetite is managed, it gives me extra confidence to be able to stick to my ketogenic strategy, especially when holidays like Valentine's Day are coming up. If Valentine's Day is coming, and I know that there are going to be temptations around me to fall off of the keto cart. If I, have, if I have the confidence in what I am doing from a scientific point of view, if I know that there are studies out there that are showing that there is a physiological response to a ketogenic diet that is going to protect me from the powerful hormones that drive overeating, this is going to be, give me that extra impetus that extra motivation to stick on the ketogenic diet because it makes me feel so good and it helps me to be at peace with food. So thank you for listening today. So those are your, you've got your sugar freedom mousse recipe, the obesity code by Jason Fung, and also this study, ketosis and appetite mediating nutrients and hormones after weight loss. And I'm hoping that as you go into Valentine's Day, that some of this information can help you. Hope you keep it keto, stay healthy, happy, and tune in next Friday for another Freedom Friday from sugarfreedom.com. Bye-bye, everybody.